Okay, yeah, practice today was uh, a little bit up and down. Uh, it's kind of our first normal uh, traditional um, besides the UTSA game, Wednesday practice, full uh, third down and red zone install day. And and uh, as the O-line coach, it's I like to call needle on the eye day. It's when we go through every exotic blitz and pattern and twist and, and things that they've shown all season. So uh, from my crew, that's always a, a little bit of a stressful day, but I thought the guys came out with a good energy and and blocked physically in the run game, which I was I was happy to see. And offense, defense had a couple periods where we were going at it good on good, and that's always good to do during the season. Keeps uh, physicality going. So overall, good day. Got still a lot of work to do before uh, the foot hits the ball on uh, Saturday night, though. Hey, thank you. We'll take a question from uh, Jared Lloyd, uh, David Harold, and then Mitch Harper, KS Albrecht. Eric, your your uh, metaphor about drinking poison seems to have spread to the entire team. This is a week where that's obviously very important not to look at the record or listen to the hype or anything like that. But what does it mean just as, as you know, the team has kind of embraced that concept of not drinking the poison and and trying to avoid those types of uh, those types of miscues? Oh, well, it's it's good. Um, I mean, I don't want to make it a bigger deal than it is. Uh, but the guys, uh, I think, have showed this week that we just need to stay uh, humble. Kalani came in on Monday and made a real point to our team on Monday's Monday's team meeting to to be humble this week and continue to show humility in everything we do and show that we're having fun and doing things uh, in a way that's gotten to us, gotten us to this point. So I uh, really appreciate it, Coach, doing that on Monday, and I think the team has kept that. And then, you know, it's just uh, having been around – uh, you know, various types of programs. I've been on uh, nationally ranked teams. I've been on bottom feeder teams. I've been on teams on good bowl games and no bowl games. And I think just the common theme uh, with the teams that can have uh, maintained success is they're the sa- they try to maintain the same level of intensity every week. And that's what we're trying to do. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, Coach, uh, what, what connections, if any, do you still have to the Texas State program from your uh, previous stop there in San Marcos? Uh, just uh, recruited several of the players there, coached several of the guys. I mean, when uh, when I was there, we were playing a lot of freshmen and sophomores and who are now juniors and seniors and who are some of their, their best playmakers now. And some of the guys we recruited and, and coached are, are, have become some of their best guys and and so I know several of the players on the team. I'm still uh, very close with several of the linemen. And and so, yeah, I mean, still have some connections there. Obviously, I don't really have any connections to the staff, but but to the players, absolutely. What uh, went into the decision to have oars listed next to each uh, offensive line spot on this week's depth chart? Uh, just remove complacency uh, from being an option with our room. Uh, we got guys that are healthy again which is another factor, but just, you know, I don't, I don't think that you can get into the midpoint of the season and, and start feeling fat and happy with your job. I think as coaches, we got to feel, keep feeling pressure. I think the O-line needs to keep feeling pressure and we got guys. I mean, we got Keanu's healthy, Tristan's healthy. Uh, we got guys that have been out for a long time that are healthy. And so um, stable's full and, 
and everybody's competing and and who who plays on Saturday it's going to be based on their week of practice it's going to not be based on any other game uh ever in the history of this place it's going to be based on this week of this week of practice and and that's who's going to play on Saturday night Okay, we'll take a question from Sean Walker, KSL.com, and then Jay Drew, Deseret News. Yeah, Coach, kind of building on that last question a little bit, what is, um, and, and recognize, I recognize you're, you're not like the czar of Texas State football history, but what's kind of the, the brand, I guess, of that program and that team? What can you kind of tell us about sort of what, what they are, what they're known for? How are they kind of perceived in the state and that kind of thing from your time there? Oh, well, they, they uh, had a legendary longtime coach, uh, Jim Wacker. A lot of, there's a lot of tradition there in, in that program. Um, they won a D2 national championship back when they were Division II school, so they do have a national championship banner on the wall. There's a lot of prideful alumni. A lot of former NFL guys have gone there. It's, it is, uh, it's, got, it's a school with a lot of history and it's traditionally – uh, made a lot of noise at the transition to uh, FBS, I think 2012. And uh, they've been a little, it's just, you know, and I was there for two years. It's, it's a place with a lot of history with a lot of talent. And, and I think they're, they're getting close to putting it together and, and I'm happy for them. I mean, I, I root for them. Um, I root for those kids every week, um, except for this week, but uh, uh, it's a proud place. And a lot of people, in Texas, they, they love it. It's one of the biggest universities in the state of Texas, and, and it's got a beautiful campus, and it's a lovely place to live. I enjoyed my time there, but um, now they're the opponents. So, a lot of lot of lot of uh, a lot of former NFL guys. I think is probably the thing people need to understand. It's not just uh, it's not just a school that it has nobodies there. There's a lot of good players there. I think you're muted, uh, Jay. Okay, hey, uh, Eric, uh, Mitch Harper took my question about the oars on the depth chart, but I'll, I've got another one. Just midway through the season, assuming you guys play 10, 11 games, you played five games, just what is your maybe grade or confidence level or satisfaction level with how the offensive line has played through five games? That's a great question. Um, I'd probably give us a, a B, I think. Um, we certainly have excelled in a lot of areas. Uh, I've been very pleased with our pass protection. I think, um, I think we've done a really good job there. I think, we're, um, I think we're, we're doing pretty well in pressure with the quarterback. Um, I'm really pleased with uh, knowledge of the game. We've kept missed assignments uh, way down from last year and have guys doing the jobs that they're assigned to do. Um, things I think we need to improve on is straining through through the whistle. I think we need to see more knockdowns and you get more knockdowns and more great finishes by straining through the whistle. And so I think that's certainly an area that we need to improve on this second half of the season. If we want to, if we want to, you know, be able to look back on this season and say, hey, we were one of the best old lines in the country. I think we got to do a better job of straining through the whistle and finishing plays. Okay, we'll take a question from Norma Gonzalez, the Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Coach. So first of all, I am also a former Texas State employee. Oh, there you go. Out there. Yep, I worked there 2014-15. Well, not the university, before the university. Um, but my question is, 
against Houston, it seemed like the offense and maybe particularly the offensive line struggled, particularly in the second and, and third quarter. And I guess, what did you see that was troubling you guys and how are you guys trying to improve on that this week? Well, I think, um, I think you got to be more specific about what we struggled with. Um, because there are some things I thought we struggled with. I thought we struggled with the nose guard. I thought we didn't do a good job of blocking the nose guard on a consistent basis, whether it was a guard or a center. Um, I think all game, that was the theme. And, um, but I thought, I thought we also did a lot of really good things during the second and third quarter. I thought we got better as the game went on. Um, you know, that, that front seven is probably the second best front seven that I've gone against since I've been at BYU. Very talented, great pass rushers. We knew it was going to be a really competitive game. And uh, so we struggled with our run efficiency, I think, is probably the, the most uh, troubling part of the game. I was proud of our pass protection, certainly. just They were just coming off a game, I think, six or seven sacks the game before. So we knew we had a big challenge ahead of us. But I think our run efficiency uh, needs to improve from that game. But to be honest with you, they own the A-gap against us. And, and if you own the A-gaps – um, in the run game, doesn't matter what scheme you run, they're gonna you're gonna lose more than you win. Um, so they beat us up pretty good in the A gaps, and that's where we got to respond and improve. And they had a very talented player playing that position, but uh, but I wouldn't say we struggled throughout the game. I mean, we supplemented uh, with about 60 yards of screens and two touchdowns, and and found ways to get yards and stuff, 470 yards. So you know, it comes it becomes one of those games where if somebody has an advantage or they feel like they might be beating you in a certain area, you find another area to get yards. And I think that's what we did as a team, and and we just kept swinging. We'll take a call. Uh, two more questions, one from Jared Lloyd and then Mitch Harper. Eric, you kind of touched on this, but I wanted to ask about short yard situations because I know that time that the offensive line a lot of times takes pride in, you know, going tight and really just muscling through. And, and they got you a couple of times and A-gap was probably part of that. But what 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 did you see on those plays and, and uh, what needs to happen to to be able to 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 be successful there more 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 consistently in the future? Oh, well, they certainly they certainly got the, the best of us in short yardage in this game. Um, we made a huge point of emphasis in short yardage goal line in the offseason. feel like we made a lot of strides this season. Um, but you know what? If it, uh, Everybody wants to look at it as a full picture, but I would say each play had its own issues on why it might not have worked. Um, uh, when you look at a quarterback sneak, are we hitting it in the right hole? Are we getting enough movement on the play side? And um, whether it's uh, the play action pass, you know, that's the same pass that we got the PI on, but we threw that that for a touchdown against Boise State and everybody liked that play. Um, and so that one didn't work. We got a PI and, and it worked. But we had a fullback dive where Mason's been scoring multiple touchdowns and jumping over people all year long. And, and we're going to keep handing it to him. He's 250 pounds. He's a playmaker. And we expect him to go and, and make a yard. And so um, I think it was, it was a little bit of a, a few things. I think they certainly – they they bucked up and and played physical. They played a little bit different front than than we had necessarily practiced, but it doesn't matter. We have enough experience where where we should be able to recognize the front and be a little bit more efficient there. But you know, it was a little, it was a few things. I think it was a perfect storm of us maybe not quite uh, not quite getting after it the way we should be, and then I think them being very stout and they had a good plan and 
best thing about it is is we're going to go back and we're going to run the same plays on Saturday night. So uh, that's the thing I'm looking forward to. Coach, uh, last thing uh, from me real quick. Uh, I'm curious because it's been a few weeks since we spoke with you. Uh, how did your uh, fiancé react to uh, the, the, date, the date change for uh, your wedding now that uh, there's a game oh. on that day? Yeah, she was certainly stressed uh, for a few days. Um, it was because we had a venue uh, going and had we had just uh, we had the deposit was down, so uh, it was one of those things where it was a stressful uh, few days. But we got it rearranged. We're getting married in January now, and and uh, you know the with uh, with my luck, we'll probably be playing in the national championship game that weekend or something, and I'll have to move again. But that'll be all right.